Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are in the midst of an adulting series to start out our year. And the reason is, is because we have found that adulting is necessary at any age. You could be in college, learning to adult for the first time and pay your bills. Or you could be, (laughs) maybe you're single and CEO of a company and you have to learn to adult and manage people and speak to them well. And maybe you're a mom at home. Everybody, no matter what the age is, needs to learn to adult at all times. And sometimes life can feel so overwhelming, you just want to pull the sheets up over your head. And don't worry about it, we are here to help. And today we want to talk about something that is near and dear to our hearts, which is emotional intelligence in the midst of the digital age. How do we relate to one another? How do we relate to one another in a way that matters, in a way that makes sense, in a way that is loving and kind in the midst of the digital age where there's usually a device in between us? So Tiffany, do you have any thoughts about this whole idea of emotional intelligence in the digital age? Well, I think first before I dive into all that, this is just so necessary, isn't it, Ashley? Mm-hmm. You know what? Could this be one of our 2020 goals? Don't be a boo-boo. Don't be a dum-dum on the internet. <laughs> Don't be a dum-dum on the internet. That is goals right there, y'all. We, we, everybody wants to get skinny, lose 20 pounds, and juice. I'm telling you, you're going to go so much farther if you can be the good news on the internet, right? And I do actually think during an election year, we should probably get Don't Be a Dum-Dum on the internet on some t-shirts because I would buy that in a heartbeat. Like, or maybe a hat. Like, I need that. Oh, have you seen my new hat? that kiki had yeah i don't uh, get made. it what you didn't I'm sorry explain to this it. man okay listeners listen we have to put this in the show notes i'm sorry to this man it's hilarious it's kiki and she gets shown this picture of someone that she doesn't know because she's so young and then she's like nope if i saw him on the street i wouldn't know him sorry to this man <laughs> <laughs> it was like a 2019 mantra so you all need to know it but uh. seriously don't be a dumb dumb on the internet it's a great hat and i would 100 percent buy it to let the world know <laughs> that this is what needs to happen in 2020 to public discourse. Listeners, let us know. Would you buy a t-shirt that said, mm-hmm. don't be a dum-dum on the internet? Mm-hmm. Hashtag why the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, is it a thing? Could it be a thing? It's a thing. Could it be a thing? It's a thing. I mean, it's already a thing to me now because <laughs> you said it so perfectly. My words sounded a little better coming out of your mouth. <laughs> All right. Uh, when I think of adulting in the digital age, I think of how important it is because... First of all, we are in a time in history where 10, 20 years ago, this wasn't a thing. We -hmm. didn't have to master this as Mm -hmm. part of adulthood. We did not need to master how we talk to each other on the internet. I mean, 10 years ago, for sure we did, but 20, 30 years ago, not so much. And so understanding um, really kind of internet communication EQ competency is maybe mm-hmm. could be a class in high school cut home at because we're just all ordering on seamless anyway so just if Correct. we could just have True. something that we actually need Plus, to cook, not to mention eat. the gender stereotypes and biases against home ec, so you know i have feelings about it 
keep going. Okay, can I hold on? Home ec. We're just going to stop for five seconds on home ec because I took home ec thinking like, this is going to be so much fun. Like you get to Mm-mm. cook and be in school and I don't have to be in algebra right now. Like this Mm-mm. is going to be so much fun. But it was So I get in there. Oh, it was awful. I would take algebra any day over home mm-hmm. ec. Yep. So you get in there and you have to make pancakes and you're like, I got this. Pancakes. And I vividly remember pouring like me and his name was Tyson Sturza. Tyson Sturza and I. And we were waiting for the teacher not to look so we could pour our pancake batter, batter ready for this, down the sink to clog those oh. pipes, apparently. Yeah, Listen. clog the pipes. I didn't know you clog pipes with food. Whatever, it's fine. It's liquid. Well, yeah, because bis- you're probably using Bisquick, and that stuff might as well be concrete in your stomach. No. <laughs> you know, it is. It really is. I mean, it's concrete. I think they're probably going to find Bisquick in me from, like, 1984 <laughs> when I die, you know? Who are you today? You are on fire. Um, I just... <laughs> It was not biscuit because it was home ec, so we actually had to use flour and eggs and oh, sugar boo. and all the things, right? I don't even know what else goes <laughs> But I remember thinking, this is clumpy. I do not believe that this is what she told our consistency to look like. So here we are pouring it down the sink. And I was like, Tyson, is she looking? And he's like, no, 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 you go stand watch and I'll pour it down the sink. And I'm like, no, because we're going to get in trouble for doing this. Let's just both hold the bowl together so we both get in trouble. And then maybe that'll diffuse the punishment. <laughs> And it worked because she caught us at the very end and she's like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, I have no words because I'm frozen. That's my go-to symptom of panic, you know, like I'm just, and I don't know what BS he made up, but we had no punishment for our sins. And I'm really sorry, Mrs. Whatever your name was. I really don't remember your name, but here's the thing. How did we, like, what did we serve up? Like, what was it? An episode of Chopped? I don't remember what we put on the chopped right. table because right. I don't even remember. I only remember pouring the pancake batter down the sink. We didn't even have, we thought, you know, if we pour it in the in the trash, she's going to see it. So we can't be doing that. We have to pour it in the sink and then clean the sink out. It's we thought we were geniuses. And now if my kids pour food in the sink, I'm like, you going to pay for you those pipes so to get clean? so angry with them. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't, you'd be very upset for sure. Good yeah. thing it was home ec and not your actual house. <laughs> yeah. There's enough there's enough hair clogged in my actual pipes that we don't Girl, <laughs> listen, my poor husband. Yeah, same. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. EQ in the digital age. I have never had the shame and harm in real life that I've had online. Mm, what happens more. in on the internet we're talking texting we're talking social media we're talking comments on articles we're talking yeah what else am i missing here ashley is there any other medium um that we could annihilate one another because if so i'm sure we'll think of a way to do it yep i remember um i had posted a pray for rachel held evans family um beautiful woman who passed away last year just a giant in the faith, one of my favorite authors. I had posted about yeah. just praying for her family, thinking about her babies um, that yeah. lost their mommy. She had a one and three-year-old at the time. And I was just overcome uh, with grief for this family. And I, I don't know her personally, but been so impacted by her from a distance as so many others have. And somebody posted, um, how dare you with someone you disagree with on various theological matters that you post this like you should be ashamed of yourself as somebody who sees herself as um a shepherd and as a minister of the gospel and an ambassador of christ how dare you and she did this huge Mm -hmm. long comment so i deleted it because i ain't got time for that right 
So then right. later she posted, I posted again I, of just like a prayer or something. And I didn't do it just to be like vindictive. Oh, you, you commented on this. I'm going to do it again. It was another, it was some sort of, um, eulogy, a beautiful eulogy that someone had written. And mm. I wanted to post that. So I posted that and I said, please let's keep it friendly in the comments, read the room in grief. That's, that's not the time to stomp on somebody's beliefs or the yeah. way they lived in the wake, you know? Yeah. And she posted again. And so I deleted it and then I blocked her. And I just thought, man, even in someone's death, you could not be kind. Like Gosh. the the lack of emotional intelligence in mm-hmm. that moment was mm-hmm. so obvious. Mm-hmm. And this person is um, really well, well known where I live online. She's Jeez. She's got thousands and thousands and thousands of followers on Facebook. Now, listeners, you know, when you got thousands of followers on Facebook, that's a different kind of following than Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> right? No, it it's is different. actually. It's Listen. different. It's, and it's usually more, um, it's hyper, Facebook is a little backstory of how, you know, influencers view social media. Facebook is usually more local where Instagram is more national and international. So it was yeah. a lot of local people that jump on board. Anytime she posts something, she'll have over 100, 150 shares, like that kind of person on Facebook. Hmm. And... Um, I remember thinking, man, I've had people disagree with me online. That's that's run of the mill, and we definitely need to talk about, and we will, of how to operate with dignity and grace and love and actually still be able to sleep at night. But then there's this whole nother part of just tearing another person down yeah. that we think is completely appropriate, but that right. we would never do in person. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a lot about how different generations that uh, impacts and different um, ethnicities that impacts. But, but bottom line, like we have to know when enough is enough. And I think that yeah. grief and pain to comment on someone's grief and pain, especially when someone can't defend themselves because they've gone to be with the Lord, that yeah. is completely off limits. So I know yeah. I'm giving a really extreme example off the top, Ashley, but I just felt like. When I think of this idea of EQ in the digital age, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I love, just I love that. Thank you for anything. sharing because people need to see what it's really like. And I think a friend of mine the other day just said, you know, I wish that we could just line people up in a room and make them say the things out loud that they type in the comment section because I'm curious if they would, one, be able to do it, and two, how they would really feel about it. And I was like, man, that would be such a powerful exercise. I'm sure some people are just volatile anyway, but for the most part, I find, like I, I've said this before, I deleted Facebook off my phone because I started hating people I liked in real life. So I feel like sometimes Mm. you know it's like who you are when I'm with this person in real life like I love them they're amazing they're kind they're overwhelming with the generosity and then online I'm like I can't stand you the way you speak the way you talk the dogmatic way that you express your convictions and values Mm. at the expense of others beliefs and values I think is really so bad and um I recently uh had a chance to be on Life Today, uh, this great show that comes on. And um, I shared some of my testimony and my story. And a person reached out to me online and basically just 
totally accused me of a whole bunch of things and was saying that I'm a feminist, that I'm, you know, I hate men and just like went on this whole tangent because I shared that I had been sexually assaulted in college. And then they went on to say that, you know, most women, there are women out there who lie and get men in trouble and they're falsely accused and like all this stuff. And I was like, wait, what is even happening? So I graciously found a way to communicate with them because I thought to myself, man, there actually are a lot of people out here who believe this rhetoric. And so we were able to like engage in a thoughtful conversation. I was like, hey, you can't speak to me like that. But since you asked, here's a few stats and here's a few figures and here's what it really is. And we ended up having like a peaceful conversation. I point blank asked him, have you ever had this experience with someone? Is that why this is hitting you so hard? Because this is actually not about me. This is about you. Um, Because I didn't share anything that's not appropriate to share. Like this is my real experience. And he was basically questioning if I had even been sexually assaulted. And so... Anyways, the conversation kind of routed and went on this whole little thing, and um, it, it ended peacefully, and I was thankful for that. And I don't very often engage with people like that in the first place because I'm right. just like, no, thanks. This, I'd usually do exactly what you did, Tiffany. I'll just block it and be like, nope, not doing that. But then I thought to myself, in this particular case, I felt prompted to be yeah. like, let me just see where this goes because there are people who really believe this junk. And I think that's right. part of the other problem with the digital age is that we are receiving news bites and sound clips and we are forming our judgments on such little things versus like what are what's real life and what's real experience and what's a conversation with a real person and what are actual data and statistics to back this thing I believe and so truth has become what we think it is rather than like what's actually happening in the world and in people's real experiences and so that obviously hinders emotional intelligence because if you think you're right about everything How can you intelligently relate to others? Like you can't because you think you're right and everybody else is wrong. And that's not bringing connection, that's bringing division. When we don't leave room for someone else's experience, that's where we go Mm -hmm. incredibly wrong. And Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you share that. And listeners, as we both share these different examples, mine, this person, I believe yours was a private message, right? It was, yes, a private yes. message. And mine was a public comment on my right. Facebook that everybody could see. And yep. so it was and and I love how you handled that you changed the conversation to grace because there's times when that's what's needed, right? Yeah, and then there's that's times right. where block is needed. And being able to that's tell the right. difference between the two and being able Come on. to assess where this person's coming from. Are they gonna hear me? Do I sense that there is room to diffuse this and have an actual peaceful conversation? Then I think you have to take it just like you did. And then if there's times where this person, you know they're looking to pick a fight and you know Mm -hmm. they're looking to pull one over you, Mm -hmm. that's where it's like, you canceled. (laughs) Yeah, you're canceled is right. Also, I feel like, you know, the Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Mm. And I think when people come at you like that, like that woman did on your Facebook comment, it's like, wait a minute, why are you trying to partner with the accuser of the brethren? Because it's so accusatory. She's like saying, well, you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to be that versus being like, hey, I don't understand why you would post something about someone who has different values than you. Like, help me understand how you're using your platform or your influence or whatever. And also, can't we just all be in the body of Christ and not agree with one another? Like, good Lord, I think it's okay for us to have different perspectives. Like we we are not the, the moral police of the universe. We do not need to go around correcting everybody because God forbid, you know, people might be influenced. Like they can't think for themselves. Like people are actually responsible adults who are responsible for their minds, what they believe, what they think, what they speak. And it is not our job to go around the whole earth and manage that. 
And I think some Christians have really picked up that mantle. And I think it's time we start setting that down. Nobody wants that. That's canceled in 2020. How about that? Come on. Come on. Ashley, talk a little bit about, I feel like especially um, your work in the justice space more recently, especially Mm -hmm. during the election and on. Mm -hmm. Talk about steps we can take as believers, as people who believe that kindness is a good idea on the internet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) about racial and socioeconomic awareness when we're interacting online. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's really good for us to examine, to thoughtfully examine what is feeding our mind and thoughtfully examine what am I reading all of the time? Like a simple out there example of this is like people who were devout InfoWars fans. Um, Mm. And so InfoWars was basically like this propaganda site. It's been pretty much shut down everywhere. And they you know, spread lies about things like Sandy Hook being a complete hoax, like the murder of all these children. He was putting out there that this was a complete hoax. And so you think about things like that. If that is dominating someone's mental state, if that's what they're reading, if that's where they're getting their news, if that's where their all their intake is coming from, then the output of that is going to directly be influenced by that. And so I think we yeah. each have to take a solid inventory. What am I reading? What am I watching? Mm-hmm. What's informing me? Like, am I always watching shows where, you know, um, black men are are scary and big and bad and you know always the ones who are causing trouble well then even if you don't want it to indirectly that is influencing it's implicitly influencing your mind and so you have to think about what am i watching what am i reading what am i allowing my kids to watch and read how are they perceiving the world and to really think about that Um, because you do take whatever you've been taking in out into the world and it directly influences you and so i think that that's an important first step is to examine your own intake and um, to really think thoughtfully about what are some of my biases. Do I clutch my purse when a certain person walks by me? Do I feel afraid when I'm walking down the street and see this type of person? Like, do I find prejudice when I'm at work against um, a woman who might be, you know, looking like this or that? And then I think it's important for us to just thoughtfully examine that because if we don't, then we start to form harsh judgments against people. And before you know it, it's not very long before we get down the track of villainizing others. And I think that's very, very important. And we do that anyway. Like we're tempted to do that when we're hurt, when we're wounded. It's very easy to make someone a villain. And I think in this digital age, we have to guard ourselves against that. And even what just happened um, with the drone strike, you know, in Iran, if yeah, you think about that, yeah. like my my friend who runs um, a beautiful organization called Justice Rising, um, and they work in war-torn countries, so in Syria, in the Congo, in Iraq, and they do a lot of work in cleaning up on the back end and providing education and helping communities flourish. And so she just posted this really thoughtful thing that I reposted today because I wanted people to see that it's not about like, well, I'm Republican, so I'm just going to celebrate this. Well, I'm Democrat, and I'm just going to do this. It's like, it's not about that. It's like somebody died and that has, and he was like a head of state in another country. And we did that. And then on top of that, we have to think about what are the repercussions for real people? Like if somebody came over and bombed someone in our government with a drone, what would that really mean for people on the ground? And what kind of fear does that put into the hearts of others? And so I think we need to be thoughtful about what we're taking in because we need to be remember that people are human beings and that they have lives and they have a purpose and that God created them in his image. And every time we forget that, then we yep. are very tempted to erase or make people disappear or think that we are justified in dehumanizing people. And I am so sick of that. Like 
ever since 2016, I've been sick of that. And I know it was happening before, so I'm not going to just act like that was the one uh, time that, that that started happening in right. our world. But at the same time, it sure was an amplification of what was already going on underneath the surface. So yeah, those are my two like big ones. It's just like thoughtfully examine your own heart and then thoughtfully examine like who have I made a villain? Who do I think is a bad guy? Who do I think is a bad girl? Like who yep. do I want to punish? Who do I think deserves God's judgment? Who do I think is exempt from God's love and salvation? Well then start there because you'll mm-hmm. realize like this is where I'm not doing well in the justice and righteousness space. Yeah. And remembering, just as you said, our offhanded comments that we type with our little digits. Come on. There's often a target in mind. A people group. Yeah, come um, on. Someone who's wow. had a crazy experience. There's a target to your frustration, and it's not helpful. It's not helpful. Yeah. I don't think it's a blessing to others. I don't think it's a blessing to ourselves. Um, one of the things that a friend and I talked about on New Year's Eve was when we think about 2020, you know, everybody's, we're all talking about goals. And Mm -hmm. she said, I want to be the good news wherever I go. Mm, I want to be, bring the good news wherever I go. Like that, if I can do that, I think I'm going to be okay. Like this is going to be a good year. And I think let's take that to the, (laughs) let's take that to the interwebs. If we can be the good news wherever we go, is this a blessing? Is what I'm about to type in text, even in texting, um, is this a blessing? Mm -hmm. Because it could be just somebody you know that you know you're coming across completely inappropriate and you could be yeah. triggering or berating or demeaning in a way that you are not aware of and being yeah. able just as Ashley said examine the intake mm-hmm. look for the blind spots and then proceed with caution and grace and mercy mm-hmm. understanding that each and every person is God's beloved mm-hmm. um one thing uh, speaking of Rachel Held Evans I often uh heard um after she passed online was that she to handle the haters online she would picture them on the floor playing with her children and she wouldn't respond to them until she could have that kind of compassion of picturing them sitting in her living room on the floor playing with their babies Mm. and i think when we think of whatever people group that we have demonized honestly simply because we don't understand where they're coming from or Mm -hmm. the god they serve or the color of their skin whatever the case may be think of them in your home breaking bread think of them laughing with your kids think of them as a brother and as a sister not as someone so far from your lived experience come on tiffany that's so powerful and i feel like that is the thing we want to hold on to in this digital age because we have forgotten how to relate like when i walk around people are always looking at their phones they're not heads are not up you're not saying hello to your neighbor you're not looking to intentionally connect with others and i know that's a that's a broad stroke and maybe some urban cities like the one i live in are more deeply affected by this and i completely see that that uh, unique context but at the same time i i see it in young people too you know like when we show up places can we work at being all there so we can grow in emotional intelligence Mm. and the art of relating to one another and when we're with people can we stop thinking about what we need to get done and how the conversation or the situation can benefit us but rather how can we benefit the one we're sitting with how can we be a blessing to them just like your friend said how can we be good news everywhere we go because I do think the more digital we get and we can't fight it this is the new world we live in and so much of it is a beautiful opportunity and at the same time can we help ourselves and the next generation hold on to what it means to connect in real time and what it means to be loving and kind and what it means to have small talk conversation and what it means to go deep and have the light and shade the laughter and the tears you know we can we can model that in a way that i think is helpful and powerful for the next generation and i really am convinced that one day we're going to have like 
we used to be able to smoke on airplanes. We used to be able to be on our iPhone 10 hours a day. And now we realized it's not good for our souls or our health or our mental state. And I think right. there will be some like real, you know, cautions around it, just like there was with tobacco. You know, I think yeah. it's really, it's doing something to us and we need to pay attention to that. We really do. We are built to be with each other. We're built to walk alongside each other. And when we trade that for a faux version of ourselves that we present to the world only through the yeah. internet, we really mm. are missing. And, and honestly, we're fooling ourselves mm -hmm. because we start to believe everything we're posting, everything we're saying, everything that's out there instead of simply just being in the presence of our people, mm -hmm. being in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Um, it's it's so necessary. The devotional I'm reading right now, he, on the YouVersion app, it taught, he's taught this, uh, the author of it, John Mark Comer, it's a pastor from Portland, and he talks about, do you believe that you are a peaceful person when you're hurried? Do you mm. believe that you're able to operate out of a peaceful place and you mm. are, are filled with the peace of Christ when you're hurried, when you're distracted, when you're letting all of everything else take your attention? Do you really believe that you're a peaceful person? If you, if you are, mm. okay, but are you? Like, are you really? Right. Um, and I think thinking in this digital age, am I, am I projecting peace? Am mm. I a non-anxious presence? I think <laughs> mm. when I think of Twitter, I'm like, that's the most anxious <laughs> platform I think I I've agree. ever logged on to. Yes. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, okay, let's take five. Do I like humanity after that? <laughs> Do right. I like, like, I love how you said you opened this, uh, our time with even the people I knew in real life, I didn't like mm -hmm. them online. I didn't, uh -huh. and I'm like, what that that girl that's saying something when people it are is. really willing to say anything without any regard to how it could affect others yep. and you're shaking your head you're like no do you not see how harmful this is to people that don't agree with you or, or who are the butt of whatever joke or point you're trying to make Come like on. we got to step back yep oh oh Listeners, we, we aren't sharing this to shame you of how you're acting online or if, mm -hmm. you know, the, I'm saying what I'm saying because I'm going to say it. No, we, we, we pray that you speak in truth, but we also yes. pray that you speak the truth in love. Yeah, come on. I love this series, seriously. I'm so happy that we're doing this, Tiff. Oh, and I hope listeners, it's blessing you. It's blessing me personally. <laughs> mm. Same, girl. Same. All right, listeners, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.